I didn't realize when I got married that there were certain jobs that were for husbands and certain jobs around the house and the property that were for the wives. Now, I realize that's a gross stereotype, but really there were some like secret rules that I just didn't know. Nobody told me. Uh, the minister didn't tell me. But we said our vows, and then all of a sudden we started our life together and realized that there are these jobs that are supposedly, what I heard one person say, kind of blue jobs, you know, for, for, for the guys and, and, and pink jobs for the ladies. And it seemed to me like all the jobs that I got were things like mowing the lawn and taking out the garbage and, you know, dealing with the car. And those are kind of big things. And when we were starting out, I didn't really know how to do that. I had to kind of learn because quickly I realized those were my responsibilities. And I have to tell you, over the years, I've done some of these jobs. And then I feel like I've done a, a pretty, pretty decent, you know, decent job at doing them. You know, I, 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 I did great. And I would come in, you know, maybe for mowing the lawn. I'd come in and I'd kind of expect, you know, Jackie, my wife, to notice right away. Or maybe when she got home from work, she'd be like, wow. And so sometimes I'd wait for that pat on the back. And sometimes it wouldn't come. And I'd be kind of, you know, kind of bummed out by that. So I would get a little passive aggressive. I would do the thing, come inside, you know, from whatever it was, you know, doing the lawn or working on the car. And I'd, I'd start saying things like, wow, who is that awesome guy that mowed the lawn? Did you see what stellar work he did? Or maybe I'd come in from rolling the garbage cans out and I'd say, man, now, I don't know who rolled those garbage cans to the curb, but man, I tell you what, that must be a genius behind, behind that. I realize that's a little passive-aggressive, and I'm a little immature on that. But look, sometimes you just want a, a little thanks, right? I mean, have you ever done anything, maybe for a boss or a loved one or a friend, and, and you did something really, really nice for them, and, and then they never said anything? You know, it's not like you did the nice thing just to get the pat on the back, but it feels kind of good for someone to acknowledge it, to, to give you a little gratitude, to throw a little thanks your way. And truth be told, I mean, even as we're, we're, we're together right now, we have a lot to be thankful for. You know, living in, a, in the country we do, we, we have freedoms. That's a pretty great thing. Uh, we have opportunities here. And for, for, for most of us, you know, we, we've got food in the, in the refrigerator and, and we've got money in the bank, maybe a little savings. Those two things alone put us above so many other people in our world. And so we have a lot to be thankful for, even right now, today. Well, we're, we're continuing a series that we started last week called Psalms the prayers and songs of God's people. And we're looking at all kinds of themes and genres that are covered in the collection that we call the Psalms, the 150 or so of the collection that we call the Psalms. And, and we've been covering, like I said, all kinds of themes. Last week we talked about wisdom. And today we're going to be talking about the Psalms of Thanksgiving. And there are so many in the collection. And, and they talk specifically about all the things that we, we, we ought to be thankful for and directing that thanks toward God now, as we're going through this, my hope is today, by the time we're done, that you and I will be reawakened to the importance of gratitude, that, that we would, in a sense, inject more thankfulness 
into our everyday routine. And the reality is, there's science behind gratitude. You may not know that, but they've actually done a lot of work figuring out the importance of gratitude. I want to read just a few things for you. Harvard University, they wrote an article a while ago. One of their authors was writing on the subject, and they said this. Gratitude is a thankful appreciation for what an individual receives, whether tangible or intangible. In positive psychology research, gratitude is strongly and consistently associated with greater happiness. Gratitude helps people feel more positive emotions, relish good experiences, improve their health, you know, deal with adversity and build strong relationships. In fact, Psychology Today uh, piggybacked on that and said this, and this was from uh, Dr. Brandt. And, and that article concluded by saying, even a small amount of effort to express gratitude can have a meaningful effect. So why not make gratitude part of your and my everyday life? There was another article that I read, and it was talking about neuroscience. And that's kind of a, a new area of science about how the brain works and, and different pathways and, and habits that we, that we do and, and we create. And listen to what uh, Emily Fletcher said in some of her research. She said that gratitude is actually a natural antidepressant, producing a feeling of long-lasting happiness and contentment. Our brain releases dopamine and serotonin, two crucial neurotransmitters responsible for our emotions and they make us feel good. They enhance our mood immediately, making us feel happy from the inside. So by consciously practicing gratitude every day, we can help these neural pathways to strengthen themselves and ultimately create a permanent, grateful, and positive nature within ourselves. Look, folks, it's science. The gratitude makes us healthier. So no wonder that the God of the universe who created us, he knows what we need, wants us to sing these songs of praise every day, but songs specifically of thanksgiving and gratitude. So my hope is, when we're done today, that we will inject more gratitude into our lives and that every day we'd wake up singing a song of appreciation. Well, my name is Pastor Ben, and I'm so glad you're joining us today. Whether you're new to Dallas Church, this is your first time you stumbled upon us here online, glad you're here. Or if you're a regular with Dallas Church, you're, you're a regular attender, we're glad that you're here today participating with us in our normal rhythm of lifting up Jesus every week on Sunday. It's so important in the rhythm of our life. And I'm glad you're taking this, what I hope to be, an unforgettable sort of curated journey through the largest book of the Bible, the Psalms. And arguably, this is the most spiritually forming book in our Bibles for the past, for our present, and for our future. So today's message is very simple. We're going to look at the Psalms of Thanksgiving. So let's pause for a moment and pray together. Father, we come before you. We thank you for your, your love for us. And we're so thankful for all you've done for us. We're thankful for the blessings that you put in our lives. And Lord, we pray right now that you'd, you'd forgive us for the times that we forget all of the blessings that you give us. And Father, I pray that each of us, when we're done today, we will really look to being more and more thankful every day, that we'd show you more gratitude in our lives because we know it's good for us and it's a worship to you. We pray this in Christ's name. Amen.
Well, if you've got a, a Bible or a device, I encourage you to start finding the book of Psalms. It's about in the middle of our English Bible, so be finding that on your device or your printed Bible. I'm going to be looking up here on my device, and I'll have uh, the scriptures right there. But we're going to be looking at Psalm 30. So be, be finding Psalm 30. It's a great example of Psalms of Thanksgiving. You Remember, last week we talked about Psalms of Wisdom, and we looked at Psalm 1. And, and that psalm kind of read much like the book of Proverbs, which is right next to the book of Psalms. And Proverbs talks about how, uh, how 80 to 90% of life works. That generally, when we make good decisions, life works a little better. That when we're, we're honoring the Lord and we're listening to Him, life generally just operates better and we're, we're healthier people. So we talked about the, the wisdom psalm last week, psalm number one, and today we're going to be focusing on Thanksgiving. Now, I read a scholar, one of my favorite scholars of late is Walter Brueggemann, and he wrote that these psalms of Thanksgiving could be titled like new orientation psalms, meaning that these psalms come from a place where maybe there's been a, 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 a difficulty or a trial or some disappointments, and so then out of those comes this, this, this gratitude uh, from, from the writer of the psalm saying, I'm so thankful, God, that you brought me, brought me through that. So these, these Thanksgiving psalms explore moments where, where God's people emerge from difficulty. And like I said, Psalm 30 is a great example of this. So hopefully you found Psalm 30 in your Bible or device. And I want to go ahead and read that down. And, and while we're doing that, just as a way of, of kind of introduction, this psalm is attributed to David. Remember we said last week that a lot of the psalms, uh, a good, you know, about half of them, are attributed to David. And here is one of them, Psalm 30, probably a song that was used in the tabernacle or the temple. Now remember the temple came after David's lifetime. His son Solomon built the temple. And so these would probably have been used right in the worship time. When the people of God got together, they would sing this and pray this song together. So let's read it down. And, uh, and, and we'll see what, what Psalm 30 can, can teach us. I will extol you, O Lord, for you have drawn me up and have not let my foes rejoice over me. O Lord, my God, I cried out to you for help and you have healed me. O Lord, you have brought up my soul from Sheol. You restored my life from among those who've gone out of the pit. Sing praises to the Lord, O you his saints. Give thanks to his holy name. For his anger is but for a moment, and his favor is for a lifetime. Weeping may, may, may tarry for the night, but joy comes in the morning. As for me, I said in my prosperity, I shall never be moved. By your favor, O Lord, you made my mountain stand strong and hid your face. I was dismayed. To you, O Lord, I cry. And to the Lord I plead for mercy. What profit is there in my death? If I go down to the pit, will the dust praise you? Will it tell of your faithfulness? Hear, O Lord, and be merciful to me. O Lord, be my helper. You have turned my mourning into dancing. You have loosened the sackcloth and clothed me with gladness, that my glory may sing your praise and not be silent. O Lord, my God, I will give thanks to you forever. What a, what a great example of just pouring out of thanks, of gratitude. And what I love about this psalm is it, it, it gets specific. You know, it's not just saying, you know, thank you in a sort of generic way. 
there's specific things that we're thanking God for. And the psalmist here is thanking God for several things. Bringing us up, uh, dealing with our enemies, uh, healing us, restoring life, awakening us to dance with joy and thanksgiving forever. In a, in a few psalms later, in Psalm 34, there's this phrase, and it kind of reminded me of that. And I, I memorized this a long time ago. Psalm 34, 8, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. This psalm also kind of reminds me of Psalm 136, which says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of gods, for his steadfast love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords, for his steadfast love endures forever. You see, these tell us specifically what we're thankful for, what we're, we're grateful for. And not just a general sense, but actually specifics. We're thanking God for his love, for his, his wonders, his signs, his, his amazing creation, and his great deliverance. Guess what the last line of Psalm 136 says. See if you can finish it with me. Give thanks to the God of heaven, for his steadfast love, what? Endures forever. You and I, as Christ followers, we're called to be thankful people. And if you're a Christ follower like I am, thanksgiving and gratitude is our jam. That's where we live. I like what early church leader Paul, who wrote a good amount of uh, our, our New Testament a lot of letters that are there. Paul wrote several of them. He's an early church leader. He wrote to his friends in the town of Colossae, some, some Christ followers that were, were in a church there. And he wrote this in chapter 3 of that letter. And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you were called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, teaching and admonishing one another in all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with, with thanksgiving in your hearts to God. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. If you're a Christ follower, if you're one of God's children, your jam every day is thanksgiving. And so my main idea today is that you and I, we need to inject more gratefulness and gratitude. Inject more gratitude into every single day. Now, you might be saying, well, that's great, Ben. How do I practically do that? What are some, some ideas, maybe some pro tips on injecting more gratitude in your life? Well, there's a couple ideas here. And these just didn't, I didn't make these up. I, I did some research and just some different things that people have tried. And I think these are helpful. In fact, some of these I actually use. So here's a couple of ideas here on how you can inject more gratitude in your life. And the first one is this. Count your blessings. Look, you know, they can be something as simple as, wow, I've got a car that can get me to work. The reality is many of us have two cars. We are so blessed. So we can be thankful by counting our blessings every day. In fact, some people say having a gratitude journal can help. I keep a prayer journal, and one of the things I do is I try to write down when God answers prayer, because you know what that makes me? That makes me thankful, and I want to be grateful and thankful every day. You know, you could, you could just say, the minute you wake up, thank you, Lord, that I get another day. Do you realize that every day is a gift, and so we can be thankful 
every day because we've been given a new day. It's a new chance to sing the song of appreciation and gratitude to the Lord. So the first idea, count your blessings. Maybe you have a, a gratitude journal. The second one is this. Maybe you just decide, well, maybe I, I, I don't want to do a journal, but maybe you can pick three things. It's called the three good things rule. And you'll wake up, maybe it's uh, in the morning over a meal. Maybe it's at night. But you think back over the day. You think about three good things that happen. Three good things. You know, maybe it's, you know, I'm thankful that I have a job. I'm thankful that I have a place that I can, I can, I, I can, I can sleep at night. I've got a home. Uh, maybe it's, I, I've got friends. Three good things. And I'm pretty sure if we spend a little time, we can come up with at least three good things. So that's, that's an idea. Another idea is this. Mental, this is a weird one, but mental subtraction. In other words, what would life be like without that good thing in it? Some people call this the George Bailey effect. Now, George Bailey was that character, central character played by Jimmy Stewart back in that, well, we call it a Christmas movie now. I don't know if it was intended to be that, but it's a wonderful life. Jackie and I watch it every Christmas Eve. But, but in that movie, George Bailey, his character, he, he, he is just ha- kind of at the end of his rope. He's feel like, you know, he's gotten a bad deal in life, and he, he just wants to take himself out of the equation. He, he says, it would be better if I were never born. And then the movie goes on to show how, how, how bad life was without the light of, of a good person like George Bailey in the world and how people suffer without him being there. So mental subtraction could be removing something that's good and like, man, uh, what if that weren't there? What if there wasn't music? Ah, oh, what if there wasn't a beach an hour away? Ah, oh. and what it does is you think that's kind of a negative, but actually it's, it's a opposite effect. It makes you think even more how grateful you are that that exists. So that's another option. Let me give you one more. And uh, this, is a, this is fairly easy. What about a thank you card? A gratitude card that you write to someone who's been helpful in your life, maybe a parent, a mentor, a family member, you know, a boss, and you're going to write them a, just a, a, a short note or write them a thank you card, a gratitude letter, and maybe it could just be a visit. You pay someone a visit that's really been helpful in your life. So all of those things can be helpful to inject more gratitude in your life. And I think we can learn, you and I, we, we can learn the art of thanksgiving on a day-to-day basis. Maybe, maybe this week, as you get up, uh, it's, it's, it's in the morning, you grab your tea, grab your coffee, or if you're really weird, you grab your soda pop. Just kidding. But you grab whatever that is the first thing in the morning, and you just say, Lord, thank you that I get another day. What a gift it is. Thank you, Lord. And, and, and for, for many of us, in fact, in my devotional life, I, I kind of start with the Psalms in my devotional time every day. It's my regular practice to, to actually pray through a psalm. What I'll do is I'll actually have the psalm in front of me and I'll read it and pray it at the same time. And so maybe you can start with a Thanksgiving psalm like Psalm 30 or Psalm 34 or Psalm 136 that we talked about today. So read it and pray it out loud. Do it out loud. And, and look, folks, this will work. I already showed you the science. It's just pure science, right? But we know there's more to it. We know that God is blessed when his people are thankful. And that does such wonders in our lives. So I would pray and hope that this week we could inject more thankfulness into our life as a daily 
discipline. And I want us all to take the challenge that I mentioned last week, which is this. A psalm a day can help keep evil at bay. So take your psalm a day, a psalm of thanksgiving, and inject more gratitude in your life this week. Now I'm going to pray here in a minute, but you might be thinking, well, this, this sounds really interesting. I, you know, I've never heard this sort of thing before. You know, God, that he, that he loves me and he wants to hear my thanks. Uh, and maybe you've never had a relationship. You never started a relationship with Jesus as your Savior. You can do that today, and we'd love to hear about it. Deciding to follow Jesus is fairly simple. It, it starts with faith, believing that God is who he says he is, and that, that he sent his son Jesus to, to come and live and live a perfect life and die for our sins, but be raised to life to give us a newness of life. And so it starts with faith, believing in Jesus, putting your trust in him. And then it comes to repentance. And repentance is a weird word we don't use much often anymore. But repentance means you've been going your way and it ain't been working. It had not been working. And you've been going down roads you didn't want to go. Now you're going to turn and follow Jesus. That's what we call repentance. Turning from your ways of sin to the ways of following Jesus. Then you can confess. And confession is simply this. You're going to say before the world, before your family, uh, you're going to say, yes, I need God. I need him as my Savior and I trust Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I want to tell the world. And then you're baptized. That is, put in the water. Christian baptism is this idea of being buried to our old way of life, buried in Christ, risen to new life, and and a new journey. And that's when you begin walking as a follower of Jesus. If that's your decision today, we'd love to hear about it. But maybe you've been following Jesus for a while, like I have, and you and I just need to be reminded that every day is an opportunity to be thankful and to inject more gratitude into our every day. Would you pray with me? Father, we come before you. We, we thank you so much for all that you give to us. We thank you for this beautiful creation. We thank you for the seasons. We thank you that we, we can breathe air today. We're thankful that we, 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 can, we can come and, and be part of this gathering today, even, even in an online format. Father, we're so thankful for, for, for all you've done. And help us to be more and more grateful every day. And uh, Father, help us to, to, to love our neighbor to love you, and, and, and to remember that gratitude makes a huge difference. So, Father, help us to be grateful people. And it's in the name of your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen.